I like hogs, Maz. I like pigs' feet. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So we're in a recession now, maybe. Depends on who you ask. Basically, if you ask a Republican, we're in a recession. If you, have, if you ask a Democrat, they'll be like, uh, it's complicated. And if you would have asked me, and I've said it on this podcast before, what's the definition of a recession? How do you know if you're in one? It means two quarters of negative GDP growth. And I'm not sure what the first quarter was, maybe negative 0.2. But anyways, this last quarter, we just got the numbers in and it's negative 0.9. So, I mean, negative is negative. And so just like scaring people over abortion, uh, scaring people over a recession is politically useful. It's for the other side. But anyways, people want to... You know, the best way to get the voters to vote is to scare them. So, it's useful. But even though, if you basically, if you'd asked anyone, well, whatever, during the Trump presidency, what constitutes a uh, recession, you know, everyone, both sides, would be like, oh, two quarters of negative growth. But now, you know, this is the Trump derangement syndrome long haul. Like, if you really hate Trump, and therefore you have come to love the Democrats, and that's kind of what happened. Like, Trump... Trump really made people, some people, love the Democrats, especially the mainstream media. And so I guess I was listening to something. So like the Washington Post, New York Times, NPR, they've all got the same way of saying it. They, they're like, you know, the report came in, two negative quarters, raising the fear of a recession. And apparently there is some sort of official or somewhat official group or groups that designate recessions you know like the great recession of 2008 or whatever um but they only do it after the fact they don't tell you when it started they'll tell you you know i don't know maybe it takes them six months to a year or something to tell you oh yeah that was a recession and to steel man the idea that, that we're not in a recession is that normally a recession is more clear-cut because you have the two the two negative quarters like i said but also you have people out of work and companies not making money. And so right now, um, you got the two-quarter thing, but people are not out of work, at least not yet. So that part, this is non-standard. If this is a recession, it's a non-standard recession because people are supposed to lose their jobs. And I think the companies making money thing is like a mixed bag. They're not making as much as they were, but they're not losing as much. So this is a trickier than normal recession to call. So I want to talk about two podcasts, two podcasts that I listen to every morning. Um, it's NPR's Up First. I think the title is Up First. And then the other one is The Daily Wire's Morning Wire. So the title of that is Morning Wire. And they're both 15 minutes long. They both come out seven days a week. And they both cover the day's news. So you get all the, day, all the most important news in 15 minutes. And then NPR's like crazy left wing. And Morning Wire is, it was actually straight down the middle, but I'm noticing it getting more right-wing. The company that owns it is right-wing, but that podcast was like being straight down the middle, but that's, I think that's starting to go away. But anyways, both good podcasts. And like, you know, for years there, NPR was just nothing but false accusations of racism and talking about how Trump was worse than Hitler. But anyway, they get, they've been getting better. They're not always great. But at least this morning, the NPR one beat the morning wire which is not usual i would say i'd say you know as far as telling the listeners the truth about the news items of the day i mean morning wire usually beats them nine out of ten times so like you know for instance npr this morning um they talked about how europe is having a ton of wildfires and they mentioned climate change but they wasn't 
it wasn't like an excuse. The, the, the story about the wildfires was not an excuse for them to talk about climate change. They mentioned climate change and then got on with what is really happening. They're like, hey, remember climate change? That ain't helping. And then they told you this, the, you know, the rest of the thing was just the story. Like, you know, this is what happened in this country. That is what happened in that country. So, so that's good. Not using fires as, as an excuse for climate change talk. That's a big improvement. And, you know, and if you're a left-wing media outlet, obviously you have to get the words climate change in there somewhere. I don't, I don't begrudge them that. And then the Morning Wire episode was talking about the recession, and it was pissing me off. I mean, they gave you all the facts, and then they brought in, you know, a so-called expert to talk about it. And, like, you know, when a podcast pisses me off, I, uh, I like to talk to myself. I like to talk out loud. F you! But this podcast, I listen to them in the morning, and my little 16-pound rescue dog... I wrap him up in a throw blanket like a mummy, and I put him at the foot of the bed. And if I start talking in the morning, it makes him get up. And then if he gets up, i got to deal with him. So I, I try and be quiet. So this expert, he's saying what he thinks should be done. And I think he comes from, he comes from like a Americans for Tax Policy or something. Some, some think tank that has tax in the title. Anytime you hear that, it's going to be a right-wing group that wants to lower taxes on the rich. And so anyways, surprise, surprise... When there's a recession, what you need to do is lower taxes on the rich. I mean, he says corporations. As I've said before, rich people own corporations. So lowering taxes on corporations, same thing as lowering taxes on rich people. And I think maybe I verbalized some of this stuff and, you know, uh, disturbed my dog. But, like, you know, I don't know this guy. But I was like, oh, you know, a, a year ago when the economy was going great, were you saying raise taxes? I bet you weren't, you fucking piece of fuck. But, like, if I was in charge of the mainstream media, if I, if, I was, if I was king of the world, I was in charge of all the media, all the journalists, I think you should have a rule. If you bring someone on who says that bad economic times means lower taxes, then, you, then, then that person, or actually, you should only bring that person on if it previously that person said that good economic times means raise taxes, or vice versa. Like, they can't be someone who always has the same answer no matter what the question is. And, you know, and the same thing goes for liberals. Like, you know, you bring on the expert, they're like, oh, the answer is we need to spend money. We need to give people money. The economy's doing terrible. We got to really give people money. The economy's doing great. It's time to give people money. A dear mama and her two babies just came by my shop. Well, and in fact, they're still here. They stay about as far away from me as, like, when you're on the freeway and you're supposed to keep a certain amount of distance from the car ahead of you. Like, that's how far they stay away, which is not super far. I mean, I don't have anything against them, but I just think wild animals should not interact with humans. It's not good for the wild animals and whatever. They're probably covered in fleas and ticks, so ain't that great for me either. So these deer are not scared of you. Like, I'm, I try and scare them away. Um, the fawns are a little bit easier to scare. Like, I took a piece of metal and banged it with a stick, and that, that scared one of the fawns one time. And then the second time, I was like, eh, I'm a little scared. And then the other font, I used a, uh, a cordless drill, just made the drill sound, and you're like, Zzzz. That kind of scared it, so now I'm looking around for various po cordless power tool sounds, maybe to try and scare them next time. But the mama just kept on eating snowbush uh, the whole time. She's America's worst nightmare, a deer that doesn't give a fuck. Now that's a quote, or a slightly changed quote from the movie Menace to Society, I think from the 90s. It was a good, like... L.A. gangster, you know, Bloods and Crips style movie. But anyways, I love that quote, 
Um, but it sucks to be white, because right, the real the real thing that they say is he's America's worst nightmare, a N word that doesn't give a fuck. And Menace of Society, it's good, but it's not my favorite movie. I haven't watched it in a long time to see if it holds up. But there's a comedy version called Don't Be a Menace to Society While You're Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. And that's one of my favorite movies. I watched that, I don't know, a couple years ago, and it holds up perfectly. You will be dying with laughter. Maybe the, whatever, top, top five funniest movies ever, anyways. I mean, stupid funny, but, you know, laugh out loud funny. And unfortunately, that movie has all sorts of quotes that I love. I used to say them. I used to just say them. I mean, boy, boy it, was, it was nice to be young and dumb. But there's a scene in it where one of the main guys, he meets a girl at a party, and she's like the most demure, most um, conservative. Like, you know, everyone at this party is just balls to the wall, crazy people, crazier than crazy because it's a oddball comedy. You know, so they make her extra like a little church girl or something. And he's, you know, he, he sidles up on next to her and he's like, you know, talking to her. And he's like, and she's like, do you drink? She's like, I don't drink. He's like, come on, girl, just take a sip. She's like, if I drink, I go a little crazy. And he's like, you go crazy, you go crazy. And the next scene is they go to his van to have sex. And then she like goes through an exorcist transformation. Like she becomes a demon with like fangs and a tongue that's like 12 inches long, flopping around like a snake. And so, like, his underwear is halfway down, just showing his butt, and he tries to, like, crawl on away with his bare butt in the air, and she, like, reaches out to grab him, and she grabs his ankle, and in a demon voice, she goes, Oh, no, N-word, you ain't going nowhere. And then in a high-pitched girl voice, he goes, Ah! Anyways, I love that quote. I love doing that voice, but now you can't say it anymore. Uh, white privilege my ass. Makes me think of a scene from Friday with Ice Cube. He goes in the kitchen, he gets out a box of cereal, gets out like a giant mixing bowl, fills the thing to the top with cereal, like the whole box. He looks in the fridge, see there, sees there's no milk, and then he just dumps the whole bowl of cereal in the trash. And his dad comes in and he's like, every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. And he's like, I like hogs maws. I like pig's feet. And obviously there's some other words before, in the middle, and after those quotes to uh, make it make more sense. But those are just the parts I remember. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. I like hog maws. I like pig's feet. And I used to say I like hog malls. But I looked it up and it's hog maws. I'm not, it's a part of a pig. Some part of a pig that I never had, but a maw. M-A-W-S. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.